the books. Are you seeing the books? Everything you would want to read is right here. Feel it. Now smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. I've never been there, but I read about it in a book. <laughs> Funny, you've got a lot of books here. Yes, we do, but we don't have David Copperfield with one P by Edmund Wells. I'm quite sure. Christmas Carol with a K? No. Uh, how about a sale of two tickets? Definitely not. Mine is lit. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Calic Bookshop podcast, Life is Lit. <laughs> bit of wordplay. Love it. I'm Love surprised you didn't play. pick up on that when we did the first episode, Life is Lit. Yeah, life I know. Li- I kind of just ignored that, didn't For I? For those who don't realise, obviously Life is Lit Literary. Yeah, but you're yeah, trying like to be cool pun, with it. But yeah, lit. it's lit. <laughs> yeah, brew, it's lit. I feel like that was racially insensitive of that impression there. Of what? Bogans. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded like you were doing a New Zealand accent. I don't think you meant to do a New Zealand accent. I can do a New Zealand accent? That's impressive. Okay, you definitely didn't mean to do it then. No. Um, so, obviously, talking to... To Geordie, it's Chris, your host here. Geordie is joining me once again for this podcast, as you may have Woo-hoo. noticed there. Lucky you. I know, I know. So, look, last time uh, I sort of spoke to you about some of your uh, inspirations growing up, like the books you read and those sorts of things, and yeah. now you've decided you're going to ask me some questions this time around. Well, I think that's only fair. Okay. All right. So. I'm straight into it. Okay. Oh, did you want to. No, no, it's fine. Do you want to jabber on a bit more? Sorry. I was going to jabber on a little bit more, but that's fine. Let's get straight into it. Let's go. Okay. Well, my first question I have for you is that in the first podcast, we talked about how we kind of fell into the bookshop, but clearly you loved it that much that you quit your day job to work full time. So what was your reasoning behind that? Oh, look, I am. it was not something I'd ever thought would happen. No. Because um, I've been doing radio since I was 16, something I'm hugely passionate about and loved doing for the last 18 years. Yeah. Um, it did get, I guess, probably a little bit much as we went through COVID. Yeah. Because um, obviously, you know, at that point I was the program director at the radio station, so I was you know, in charge of all the on-air stuff, which when you're in the middle of a global pandemic becomes, you know, radio is a 24-hour-a-day a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week job already. Yeah, let alone when absolutely. something like COVID hits. Yeah. Um, and and let's be honest here. You're a bit of a perfectionist too, so you're not very good at handing the reins over to anyone else. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm definitely not, and I know- So that was a bit of a downside too. If any of the guys that I work with <laughs> are listening, they will absolutely 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. That was I'm on worst, your side, boys. My worst, my worst trade is not being able to delegate stuff and get other people to do things. Um, Which makes the bookshop probably perfect. Well, it does a little bit because I'm sort of – it's my own little world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I, I sort of got through that first couple of months of the pandemic um, and then the opportunity came up at the station for me to go part-time. Yep. Um, was sort of a half – half me wanting to do it, half something was going to happen at the station anyway and I sort of put my hand up. Yeah, um, yeah. And went, look, or, you know, this is an option for me to be able to, to go part-time, still be able to work at the radio station. Yeah, keep your uh, foot in the door. Keep my foot in the door and have the best of both worlds for a while and spend, spend more time at the bookshop. And then as the last sort of 12 months has gone on, as Ali's growing up as well and wanting to spend more time 
with her, obviously. Yeah. Balancing two jobs on top of that became even harder. Yeah. Um, and that was why, yeah, I did make the decision, you know, a couple of months ago to, to step back fully from the radio station. Yep. Having said that, I still do do a little bit. I'm yeah. still on air a little bit as well. You're never um, going to completely leave that no, place. No, no, I oh, know. Never. It's, that place is in my blood. <laughs> um, yeah, three CS is in my blood and always will be, I think. So, yeah. Um, but that's why, but no, it's the bookshop. And I know anyone that comes in there knows that it's a, a world unto its own, that place, and we Ooh, try to yes. make it that way. It's an ex- I've always said that what we want it to be, it's not just a shop. No. It's an experience. Like when people come in, we want it to be an experience. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it is that, for me especially, that world away from everything else. Yeah. It's a little sanctum. Yeah. And I do love that. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's probably, yeah. Hmm. No, I like why, it. Why Good I answer. went from, from radio to that. Yeah. So, so and now you love it. In. Like anyone can see that you're so much happier. It's almost like a weight's being lifted. Yeah. Well, until, you know, it gets hard. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Well. <laughs> for a little while there, it was really. Oh, yeah. Know. For the first six weeks, it was yeah. great fun. You know? It was amazing. And the, 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 uh, the time since then has been one stress after another. Of course, yeah, COVID and then yep. COVID and then COVID and then. Well, we had the bank hacking as well, so that was fun. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, we've been through a lot in 12 months. And then even, you know, this this past week, obviously, um, we won the, the Hames Paint uh, yeah. Helping Hand competition, which was incredible. And which is thank, awesome. Thank you to everybody that voted. Like, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but then that was supposed to be happening this week, but, of course, because of this lockdown. <laughs> yep. Thank you, COVID. 4.0. Um, the boys aren't able to, to do it, mm. obviously, so that pushes everything back. But then it also pushes all their – because obviously the helping hand competition, I don't think a lot of people realise this, the workers, the, the paint crews, the local paint crews who put their hand up to do that are volunteering to do that. Yeah, um, which is amazing. Absolutely like, incredible. But um, obviously it comes down to something like this Yeah, means that – Everything is pushed back. Everything gets pushed back. So all their other work, their paid work gets pushed back. So they, And they've got to prioritise that, obviously. So Absolutely. Um, so that's throwing a bit of a spanner in the works, but we, we're – we're working on a plan. Watch this space. As, as always, I <laughs> I always seem to have a, a plan. It takes me a couple of days to formulate said plan. but And it's usually formulated on the notes in your phone at like 3 a.m. Yeah, I don't sleep well. No, not um, at all. Which is really bad because I sleep so well. You do. You're out like a light normally instantaneously. But no, yeah. when I'm laying in bed is normally when I have my, my brain fires at 130% mm. and uh, – a million miles an hour, and that's when I have my best ideas. So I actually have started. It is. It's only recently I've started taking notes and writing notes down, and I shouldn't so be looking handy. at my phone, but, no, but. Um, I need a notepad or something with a little book light on it that I can write my notes on. But uh, uh, be careful with those book lights because I feel like someone in this family steals them. Yes, they do. I've gone through two already, <laughs> and I've killed the batteries in both of them. <laughs> that's why I've just ordered uh, another little shout out for the shop. I've just ordered rechargeable oh. book lights. We have them in, in store now. I'll take uh, two, they're, please. They're, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> They're USB rechargeable, uh, so the batteries don't go dead, especially if you're camping and stuff, very handy to have. So That is. Um, and I may have specifically ordered them because someone keeps stealing mine and running the batteries out of them. Yeah, so. sorry. Uh, all right, question two. What's, what's, what's all next All right, next me? one. So what's your favourite thing about working in the bookshop? If you had to pick a favourite thing. Uh, helping the customers. Yeah. And I know that sounds like a generic thing, but what I mean by that is – I think I mentioned this last podcast when someone will come in and say, okay, it's my grandkids sixth birthday on yep. Wednesday and I need a book for them. Yeah. What have you got? Yeah. And I go, 
books. Uh, <laughs> and then we narrow it down. Like we, I'll sit with that customer and I'll go, all right, so how old? Oh, yep, turning si- turning seven. Yep, cool. Okay, boy, girl. Yep. What are their interests? Yeah. Um, so it's almost you like the challenge. Well, not the challenge. No. And this is what we were talking about last podcast is um, I like being able to – get a kid interested in reading and knowing that that yeah. kid is going to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and tailor then, it to each and person. And tailor it to each person. Yeah. You know, finding that perfect book that's going to make them want to pick up another book once they've finished it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which is why series are great too. Like if you give them book one of a series and they and love that's what it. And we'll that's what I try and do with kids stuff yeah. is we always try and find the first one in a, in a decent series. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Australian authors at the moment for kids' books, so helpful with that because you've got so many Arndo books and Maggie yep. Shabansky and uh, Andy Griffith and, you know, all these all other authors that are uh, – Aaron Blabley as well, like that are doing – another one who's on my uh, my long ever long list of potential <laughs> guests for this podcast. Um, yeah, it, it's trying to find that right book for that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not just for people looking for the kids, people looking for themselves as well. Someone yeah, comes in and absolutely. goes, okay, I need a new book to read. Yeah. Um, okay, what would you normally read? Yeah. What have we got? Would you read this? Do you like the What was the last book you loved? That's my favourite question. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that helps us narrow it down to, okay, um, you know, I had a lady the other day chasing Fleur McDonald, who's an Australian author, um, yeah. who writes uh, about – uh, like the romance and the Australian outback. Those yeah, I was going to say like the. It's becoming oh, a very, yeehaw. very, very popular. Every girl wants a country boy. Yeah, I, sorry. I, no, I've been seeing that lately mm. because that that genre is becoming really, really popular. Something about the horses and a cowboy and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. I You're understand that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, we'd obviously we uh, shockingly sold out of Fleur McDonald because oh, no. it's so popular. So we went through and found you know some similar authors that I know you know Manny Magro and a, a couple of others that uh, a similar sort of style and tried to find something similar that was also a bit of a series that that that. Sorry, I'm distracted because you keep going. you're trying to drink this. <laughs> we had this issue last podcast where you're trying to drink a glass of wine. And you still haven't figured out how to work it around the microphone. It's the not hard. The issue this time see, is that my it, wine see? glass is full. It is much more wine. It doesn't matter. See how, I, see how I don't have to move the microphone? Yeah, but I don't trust myself. And I've had a bit of wine now. Anyway, moving on. Uh, anyway, yes. No, so that's that's what I'd probably enjoy most is finding, um, you know, that, that perfect book for each person and, and making sure that people leave happy and feel welcome. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the big thing that, you know, we, we try and do at the shop. Yeah. Is I try and personally greet every single person that walks through. So unless I'm busy with another customer, I always try and yep. greet every single person warmly that walks through that front door of that shop. Absolutely. And make them feel welcome. Yep. And same when they leave. Have a yep. great day. You know, it's, it's a big thing for me to actually walk out of a shop going, feeling good about that shop and feeling positive yeah. about the experience. And yep. I know I've mentioned that before is – yeah, we try and make sure that the bookshop is an experience. Yes, it's absolutely. Not just, it's not just a shop. That's no. why we've got, you know, the TARDIS with the doctors in it, and yeah, you know, and Batman in the window, and all those extra things. All that those, you can little, come and all see. those little strange, quirky the extra things, and the knickknacks, <laughs> and the, you know, and the, the cool little statues, and and all that sort of stuff that you know that kids lose their mind over, and big kids lose their mind over. I've, yeah, absolutely. I've got one one gentleman who has called into the shop several times. He's from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um. And holidays quite often in Port Ferry. Yeah. Loves the TARDIS. Loves Doctor <laughs> Who. Uh, and comes in every time 
every time they're heading to or from Just Port Ferry, calls in and see, sees what new Doctor Who merchandise and stock we've got. Yep. Grabs some stuff of his own, some new stuff to add to his collection. Gets another photo in the TARDIS with the Doctors. Loves it. Yeah. Um, that's what and, it's and all about. That's what it's all about for me is, yeah. is making that experience and, and people want to come back. Yeah. And I know I've got a, a penchant and a habit for, you know, moving things around a little bit. And I promise you do. I promise once this current <laughs> renovation is done, I will stop that. Don't believe him. He said that before. I have said that before. Um, but I like it when people go, oh, you, you move things around. Oh, I, get, I like people having to explore. Yes, absolutely. You I have know to that sounds, like refine it. I know that sounds silly and it sounds frustrating to some people, but I love the idea of people exploring a bookshop. And you might find something new. You might find something new, but just takes me back to the even those old movies where people would be walking through like the 80s, 70s and 80s movies where people, you know, would meet another person in a bookshop and start a conversation. And yeah, it's a love absolutely. story start night. So I think, Wasn't well, that on our favourite TV show? Which one? Was that on Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they met in a bookshop? No. Yes, it was the boring person. And he was like, oh, it's a really funny story. We met in a bookshop. Oh, yes, yeah, Teddy see? and his wife. Yes, okay, there you go. sorry, yes. I'm not crazy. No, you're not crazy. Wow, you are, but- Not completely. You know, not completely. And you know how you said that um, your favourite thing is when you can help someone? Yeah. Do you know- an even better feeling than that when they come in next time and they're like, Oh my God, I love that book. Give yes. me another recommendation. Yes. How good yeah, of a and feeling is that? That's, that's why we do it. Like yes. Um, we love it. So if you love your recommendation, please tell us it makes our day. Yeah, it, it absolutely <laughs> does. Um, and that's why we've got the, the new book review bookmarks yes. as well. If, if you absolutely. haven't been in and seen those yet, next time you grab a book, grab one of those off the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm sure people are getting sick of the Geordie, the Geordie <laughs> all reviews. of my fantasy ones. Yeah. yeah well, I, I want to do some from, from customers and I've given a few out, but if you're in next time and you're grabbing a new book, grab one of those, fill it out and yep. drop it back in. Cause we'll feature you on the social pages and all that sort of stuff. Cause yeah. Your recommendation is probably more helpful than ours. I probably. Think a lot of the time people, you know, feel a bit more of a peer review. So, yeah, um, absolutely. All right. Next question. All right. Let's go. What is your favorite read of all time? If you had to pick one. Favorite read of all time. Yep. No pressure, oh. but all time. Can I go different age brackets? Yeah. Why not? Okay. So as a kid, mm-hmm. as a young kid. Yep. The dinosaur who wanted to fly. Oh, um, I've still got. I've got. That's the author I was telling you about, Michael Salmon. He's a yes. Melbourne author. Oh yes, the one um, we talked about last podcast. Yeah. Michael and I remember this from being in primary school when authors would come to visit school. Yeah, Michael was one of the first authors I remember coming to visit our primary school, Colac Southwest. Yep. Um, and that's should actually mean we haven't mentioned that at all. That we are both actually born and we're bred born and bred Colac locals too. We're not. No, people that we have haven't moved from here from Melbourne. <laughs> haven't moved down like so many others are doing at the moment, which is great. Bring it on, I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But we are born and bred local. So, um, and, and Michael came down, and I think he was at that time. I think he just released. Uh, it was a Count Dracula book, mm. but it was about chocolate. Oh. It was like Count Chocula or something. I know that's a breakfast <laughs> cereal, but it was something like that. It's yeah. hilarious. I can't remember the title off the top of my head. But um, but he's, he's got a series of, I think it's six books, and I've got all of them. Yeah. Um, it was The Dinosaur Who Invented Things, The Dinosaur Who Wanted to Fly, The Dinosaur Who Didn't Want to Go to School. There's a uh, bunch of different ones. Yeah. But The Dinosaur Who Wanted to Fly was all about a triceratops that was trying to be a pterodactyl oh. and oh. had to learn that, you know, he was different and, you know. Yeah. Um, I think we actually have these books out at Carlisle River. Jeff probably would. But I that's, think he has yeah. them, yeah. Um, but that's Michael's, hopefully another guest down the track. Yeah. Um, 
because again, that's just someone I would just love to yeah. spend a half an hour chatting to about you know his career dinosaurs. and things that, and dinosaurs as well, <laughs> and you know where those inspiration come from. So, so that's probably you know as a young kid, young kid, yeah, uh, getting a bit older. Uh, into the Goosebumps series because yeah, I live absolutely. and breathe Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, I still do. It explains all your Halloween. I think it does actually. It that's, does. That's, that's where that's... the love of that stuff comes from. Yeah. Um, like we did a I, was it no was it 2019 when we did where I did um, R.L. Stein as a Halloween costume. Yes. 20, yeah, it wasn't 2020 because we no. didn't have a, Only two years ago. Wow. Because um, we had the Slappy Dummy made. And last and, year we were going to do Halloween in the middle of the year. Was it going to be? Yeah, we were going to try and change it and, yeah, and then we ended up doing yeah, it. Yeah, no. So, yes, um, 2019. And I got really excited because I put a photo of that on Instagram and <gasps> R.L. Stein right. liked it and yes. I lost my mind. Yeah. Um, he was like a little kid on Christmas. I was. I absolutely was. But there's a, a Goosebumps epi- uh, episode. I, I'm thinking episode because of um, because of this. Yeah. Um, this is a theme song for the Goosebumps. Uh, there you go. Sorry, I'm just adding a bit of a audio ooh, element into our podcast. Watch out. Such a cool theme song. Look, Sorry. it is really cool. That's why I thought episode. But um, favourite book would be uh, uh, Welcome to Dead House. Now, that's the uh-huh. very first Goose, Goosebumps book. Yep. Hands down one of my favourites. Wow. Um, that and The Headless Ghost. Those two Goosebumps books. Yeah. I still read to this day. Wow. I'm 34 now. But yeah. I will still regularly reread both those books. Yep. Um, good ones. Because I really, really enjoyed They're really well written. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing an interview with R.L. Stein once where he said that in his books, um, he never refers to uh, parents getting divorced. Yep. Um, there's never financial hardships. There's never anything like that in his so books. So it's because, literally an escape. Well, he writes the books so that the only threat is the monsters. Yeah. If that makes sense. It like, does. It does. It's, you know, he tries not to dwell on real world problems to make because that's what the books are for. Like, and I love that. That's that really cool that he that. does that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So those two, and then probably as an adult, um, I'd have to say, and it's a, like, it's a tough pick, um, but Anthony Kiedis's scar tissue. So Anthony Kiedis uh, is yes. the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, his autobiography or biography, cause he's mm. a ghostwriter. Um, just the most incredible story. Yeah. Um, like I remember when I first read it, a few people had recommended it to me and I was, I reckon, 24, 25. Okay. Um, I was reading it at the radio station Yeah. while I was working. Like, you know when people say, oh, a book was so good I couldn't put it down? Yes. It's literally it's that. It's literally, I yeah. I could not put it down. Oh, like I was sitting dear. under the desk at work reading it. <laughs> I finished it in a day and a half. Sorry, Nick. And it's a 450-page book. Wow. Because um, I just could you not couldn't. stop reading it because it is just – and it, the fact that it's a true story just makes it so unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the stuff – like, it's it's mind-blowing. Um, and if anyone's listening to this going, I'm going to come in and get a copy. Uh, I don't think we've got any left on the shelves because normally when people ask me for a recommendation, that's the first one I go to. Oh, well, there goes my other question. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I will, we will be getting more copies of it. But it's absolutely, if you like a biography, um, if you've ever listened to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, 100% definitely recommend that. Absolutely worth a read. Yeah. Cool. Good one. Um, now, this is actually a question I've been meaning to ask you for ages because I have no idea what your answer will be. Do you have a favourite genre? Because beside your bed, there is so many different genres. Like you said, there's Goosebumps, which is like, what would you call that? 
kids, young adult? Uh, young adult, uh, probably horror. Horror, comedy, a bit of horror, comedy horror, maybe. But then you love biographies, clearly, and you also had like an Egyptian Book of the Dead. So, what is your favourite genre? I don't know if I've got a favourite genre. No. Um, the Egyptian Book of the Dead is a funny one. That's because as a kid, um, I wanted to. Okay. Here we go. As a kid, I wanted to be an archaeologist when I grew up. Oh. A lot of that stemmed from just loving dinosaurs because I'm I was a dinosaur yeah. kid. I am a, still a big tall dinosaur dinosaur kid. Dinosaur kid. Dinosaur kid. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it stemmed from that. But yeah. then I fell in love with ancient Egypt as well as a kid. Yeah. Um, was that to do with the movies? Were the movies out then? No, nah, it was before the Mummy and all that. Okay. Um, my uh, step grandfather, right, yeah. um, had a. He, he's someone that had a great collection of books um, when I was growing up mm. that I would always find something something different in it. Yeah. Um, and had a lot of um, you know uh, unsolved mystery ones and. Um, you know, UFOs and all that sort of stuff and yeah. all that sort of stuff that, you know, still fascinates me to this day. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I'd sort of started getting into ancient Egypt and then I think I did a couple of school projects on it and those sorts of things and, you know, yeah. a bit of research and then and really, really fell in love with it. And then I found that um, uh, Egyptian Book of the Dead transcription. We were in uh, Geelong a couple of months ago. Yeah. And walking past and we always, you know, same as anybody, just because we own a bookstore doesn't mean we don't walk in every single other bookshop <laughs> exactly. we see. Exactly. Um, and found it, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll see if we can get that. Yeah. And I don't know where this bookshop got it from because for the life of me, I searched through, searched through every single publisher of ours and could wow, not find couldn't this find book. It. So, so I grabbed it there. Because mm. um, normally, of course, I would buy from Cali Bookshop. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's a it's a full transcription. It's very very difficult to read. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Haven't you only read like four pages? I think I'm up to about 15 pages now, but Ooh, some of those were out. photos too. Um, okay, yeah. But it is, it's such a tough read, but it is, yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think I've got a favourite genre. No. Because um, you also loved the Resilience Project. Love the Resilience you? Project. Yeah, that was another good one. Um, I think because we'd seen Hugh speak a Absolutely. couple of times as well, I yeah. think that- and we already thought he was a guru. Yeah, that's um, that stuff is really it's so basic, but so life changing at the same time. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't. You don't really have really think I've got a, a favorite favorite, which is probably a good thing because that means you're open to any genre. Yeah, like I, I will. But you would never read a romance. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> okay. Like, I, if you said to me here, read. Like Throne of Glass is something I actually I do plan on reading. At some it point. is amazing. You should definitely um, read it. I think I've reread like, it I, now five times. I know. I know you have. Yep. Um, like I don't think I'll overly enjoy it. Well, but, you might. But I'm keen to give it a read and see if I do. It's a bit raunchy. Um, do you like that in a book? Yeah. <laughs> not not as much as you clearly. No. Um, not at all. But yeah, like you're right. You look at our bookshelves, and, and you're a bit the same. Well, not. Looking at your bookshelf here. I loved the tattooist of, can you say it for me? Auschwitz. Yes, that one. And see, I didn't think I'd be into that, but that was really cool too. Yeah. Like learning stories. So, yeah, a bit of history. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I don't have a favourite genre. I couldn't pick one no. over the other. Like, um, I mean, my, my goosebumps are, you know, and I think that's because I grew up reading them so much. Yeah. Um, do, do comic books count as a genre? Possibly. 
Well, I don't think they do because. But graphic novels are no, they're, because they're not it's a the genre story because that's in it. it's a story that's in it. So yeah, I was going to say because that was another big influence for me growing up, and that's why I love the fact that graphic novels are so popular now. Yeah, um, like comic books for me. Well, I think I discovered um, comic books. I was about five or six, I think. Okay, um, and I had four older stepbrothers. Yeah, um, one in particular, Tim, who uh, and Matt as well, who were both comic book mad. Um, yeah. You know, and this was mid-90s, you know, peak Marvel, peak DC. No Riverdale? Definitely no Riverdale. Uh, uh, I don't want to know. This was, you know, your you, you best you – know, Todd McFarlane runs of um, Spider-Man. It's a, okay. Okay. But the artwork <laughs> the artwork in some of these books is just – mind-blowingly good and, and they yeah, weren't look, taken – you're not wrong. You're not they, wrong. They weren't taken as serious as they are now. Like graphic novels and, and even comics themselves now, because of, I guess, what Marvel have done with the movies and all that sort of stuff, they're taken a lot more seriously. But yeah. if you go back to, you know, yeah, Tom McFarlane's um, mid-90s run of um, Spider-Man, yeah. the artwork in that is just incredible. And the stories are so deep and rich and, you know, for, for something that is essentially, you know, and I'm using air quotes here, a kid's book. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they're dark and they're, you know, things like The Killing Joke. Alan Moore's The Killing Joke with Batman. Yeah. One of the most insanely dark comic books you'll read. Wow. Um, Bit of kids. But such a – no, not a kid's. It's, oh, it wasn't a kid's one. No, no. It's Look, kids would have been reading it, but, but it shouldn't probably be. shouldn't because it's um, it does touch on some really dark subject matter and sort of the history of the Joker and how, you know, the origin story of the Joker that who yeah. never had one. And, um, you know, all these books that, um, you know, I guess they're, they're an escape. Yeah, um, and that's which is what that, they are. Which I guess is that's, fantasy. A, that's a book anyway, anyway, yeah. way, shape, or form. And I know, you know, we, we said this last time. We are going to touch probably in the next episode on on books and and mindfulness. The mindfulness but, and um, but they are an escape, and that's what yeah, comic books for me, yeah, you know, especially as a kid, were a way to escape what was happening in real life, and yeah, um, and probably why I'm such a big kid now because of that because I you know I was so engrossed in those worlds. Yep, um, you know it's why you know I have been known. From time to time, we're going to throw on a Spider-Man suit and or a Sailor Jupiter suit. Yeah, let's not mention that one. But yeah, well, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a big kid at heart, and that's yeah because of those stories and those books that resonated so well with me as a kid, and, and they and must still have, do to this day. yeah really made an impact on you for you to still love oh, them. Like, and, and it's not like I'm pulling your arm to put on a Spider-Man suit. Like oh, you God, are happily no. like, oh, I'll be Spider-Man. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, like if I could be dressed as Spider-Man every day, I would. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know we, we joked about it like when a couple of months ago there was um, a job at Movie World for a new Batman. Batman, that's right. And we joked about moving up there. I'm like, oh, we probably could. Yeah, yeah inside you were like, manager on come the on, shop, let's, do it, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. I could be Batman. <laughs> I think they wanted someone that was six one. I was like, look, I'm ready Perfect. to go. I've just got to work out a little bit. I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, mm. yeah, back to your original question. Yeah, no, I don't think I have a favourite genre, but I think most genres have um, influenced me in ways, one, yeah. some way, shape or form. Oh, I like that. Cool. I think that was all my questions. Oh. Yeah. Are we almost out of time anyway? We almost are, yeah. We're about to wrap it up, but um, just I'll just remember that for when we do actually interview authors not to get you to count the questions. For, I had four, four questions. Four it was about questions. the same as you. Yeah, sure, sure. If you say so. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there. We'll uh, uh, discuss in episode three the mindfulness, I think, because that's something that's, that's really Definitely big Definitely a big moment. thing. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget, of course, you can shop online, kalec.com.au if you're listening outside of Colac. 
hopefully the shop will be reopened soon. You'll be able to come in and browse 90 Murray Street. If you you are outside of Colac, come down and make a day trip of it. Absolutely. Um, it's worth it. Lots, oh, it's lots to see down here in Colac. Lots to see and do. Um, you know, some of the greatest cafes and shopping that you'll find in, in Victoria, I think, in uh, in the main street of Colac. So, oh, yes. Um, yeah, so come down and visit us when you can. Uh, we will leave it there and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Is Get back into a book at Cowlick Bookshop. From the best new releases to the classics, there's something for everyone. And if they don't have it, they can order it for you. With a huge range of collectibles and pop vinyls, DVDs, giftware, vinyl records and gifts for all ages. Plus, an awesome range of locally made goodies. Colac's biggest and best selection of books is at Cowlick Bookshop opposite the Memorial Square. 